0: Am I doing the intro or are you doing the
1: intro? I
2: mean, I feel like the moment the boss got up from licking himself was a good enough time uh, to bring this in. And so I'm just going to come out and say hello and welcome to yet another episode of Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes series to answer the age-old question, hell oh yeah, or yeah nah.
0: I do like your um Christopher Walken-esque sort of staccato delivery.
2: It's not on purpose. It's because I'm, f- I'm remembering. I'm trying <laughs> to remember. And it's been a little while since I've done an intro.
0: That's true. But
2: trying to remember... The, the, the intro lines, the bit bit by bit. Yeah. So like it comes out and yeah, like I'm not going to do a Christopher Walken because it's probably going to be annoying, (laughs) but like one day I'm going to, I'm going to surprise you with it and it's going to be really annoying, but (laughs) it's just like, it comes out a, a little bit by bit, like hello and welcome to Punk Ghost Pod and then like my brain needs to catch up to my mouth.
0: So you wouldn't do so good as a news reporter? no nah, like an anchor? Nah, nah. nah. Oh, well, you haven't- With the teleprompter. You had
2: the teleprompter there. But I probably would be like Ron Burgundy and <laughs> would tell the town to go, go fuck yourself, Melbourne.
0: At this point, I'm kind of- actually, no, I was going to say, I'm quite happy to back go fuck yourself, Melbourne, but basically just go fuck yourself, idiot protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's enough of that.
2: My brain is a little bit broken because I have, I've had on my, I've had on the mind for like days, chalk wedges, the ice creams. It's just a simple chocolate with vanilla ice cream oh, on the yeah. inside. Yeah. And I, I I don't know, like it's, they're, they're cheap, they're whatever, but like I've had them on my mind and I'm like, I was at Coles today and I was like, I should have gotten some. And now I feel like I, have just wasted the day because I didn't have chalk wedges. Nah. Yeah.
0: Look, hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess let's reassess at the end of the episode. We can decide then if we want some form of chalk wedge-like item.
2: Yeah, I am desperately trying to come up with a segue, but I'll just say this week's song is "Your Love" by the Outfield. We got a double header. We
0: got a twofa.
2: We got a twofa this week, as covered by Midtown for Punk Goes Eighties, and also as covered by I See Stars for Punk Goes Classic Rock. My arms were out; they were they were exasperated.
0: <laughs> T posing.
2: Uh, is this the first time this has happened where two bands have covered the same song?
0: I believe so. It I does be- happen a couple
2: of times. It I does. Think. Sorry to cut you off.
0: Yeah, I was about to say although. I believe this is not the last time that it happens. Yeah. Um, we also have like, and I think I must have just been preempting when we started this project that it was going to be really fucking long. Um, yeah. I know there's a week where we cover like two Mandy Moore songs, I think. <laughs> um, I was just like. Well, like
2: back to back or.
0: I've just crammed them into the one week because <laughs> that could just be Mandy week. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, who even knows at this point? Just and, always finding a fucking loophole.
2: And then we can also do Barry Manilow's Mandy.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Jossie's
1: on a vacation far away. So
0: let's talk about the outfield.
1: Well,
2: I would like to also just say, before we get into that, once again, a big thank you to Alex and Brian from Zeitgeist Labs Collection for coming in and helping us last week.
0: Oh yeah. We would have had like zero content for that episode if we hadn't recruited them to help.
2: Yeah. That was, that was one of those ones where it was like, we could have talked about making the band for like two minutes and then that would have been it. So
0: cool. Always a pleasure to talk to fellow... Um, boy people. band heads. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people. That's true. At the moment, a pleasure to talk to anyone that is outside of these walls.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the outfield formed in 1984 mm-hmm. from London. That's not London, Ontario. That's London, England.
0: From London. London.
2: They enjoyed a 30 year run. Operating from 1984 to 2014. Mm-hmm. So the band's trio consisted of guitarist John Spinks, bassist slash vocalist Tony Lewis, and drummer Alan Jackman. Mm-hmm. In the early seventies, the band started out as Sirius B, a power pop project, but due to their disinterest in the punk rock movement, which was growing in popularity, the band decided to split. So I don't, I, I just sort of felt like. It was a weird reason to split up because it's like, well, surely you can play pubs that aren't, you know, punk pubs or whatever. Like,
0: Yeah. It's funny that they, <laughs> like, because Power Pop, what would, like, what would an example of another Power Pop
2: artist be? You would need to ask Richard because I, because he kind of has a better Power Pop, I've heard the description is like, pop punk is big shorts and, like, dicky shorts and pulled up socks. Yeah. Power pop is like, um, your polo shirts and right, whatnot. Right, okay. uh, Like, I think an example Richard has pulled out is, um, is Bowling for Soup is your sort uh, of power pop. Yeah. Um,
0: See, like, it just cracks me up that they got annoyed at a movement they weren't even a part of. Yeah. And bailed? Yeah. Like what it doesn't make sense.
2: It's a it's a pretty flimsy excuse.
0: That's sort of the like Yeah, um you can't fire me, I quit sort of <laughs> mentality.
2: <laughs> but then if you quit you don't get severance. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fools. Uh, however, they would get back together a few years later, adopting the name The Baseball Boys.
0: That is a terrible name.
2: Spinks said the name came from The Baseball Furies, one of the gangs from the movie The Warriors, a callback to last week's episode.
0: Emery, all roads lead to the Warriors. Oh, they should. I definitely misread that as Baseball Furies, and now I'm <laughs> deeply disappointed that that went a different direction.
2: Look, there are, there are, like furries who are also like Nazis and furries who also like their, their fur is like in the print of the, uh, what is it? The fucking rebel flag or whatever. The, the, the the fucking South.
0: The Confederate flag. Yeah. The
2: Confederate flag. That's the word I was looking for. So like a baseball fairy, uh, that's, that's tame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's anyway,
2: So their manager suggested a name change as the baseball boys was (laughs) Tacky. (laughs) Or as they would say in England, Acky. They landed... They wouldn't. (laughs) They landed on the outfield.
0: I... Yeah, props to their manager, because that's a crap name, and it definitely feels like, shit, we need something that'll pander to, like, the US market. They, I don't know, they like baseball, baseball boys.
2: But it feels like... It feels like something a band who's... Uh, native language isn't english but they try to break into yeah. like an american like it sounds like a band like a japanese band might call themselves although they have base. like baseball's huge in japan so well, like,
0: like yeah like as a boy i dreamed of being a baseball yeah, <laughs> yeah. the baseball boys <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a lot of um this like knockoff like parody shirt of like the toronto blue jays and it just says the torano baseball birds <laughs> ah. I really love that.
2: (laughs) The Toronto Bluebirds.
0: Baseball
1: birds. Baseball
2: birds. (laughs) So, with a very American sound, the band found more success in the US than in their native England. I'm sure it was more than just that, but like- Well, it's
0: because they're baseball boys. They're baseball boys. They get it.
2: They, They do. They understand. Yeah. I mean, it's basically cricket, I guess.
0: Those Yanks do like their baseball.
2: Then their their donuts and their uh their freedom.
0: And their American flags.
2: Oh, they love their American flags. <laughs> multiple, multiple American flags. Their flag should just be America the American flag like four or five times on an American flag.
0: <laughs> five <laughs> times just to highlight how stupid like The whole concept is.
2: The bit that has the, the star, the, not the stars and stripes, the bit that the has stars. the stripes should just oh. be a smaller American flag.
0: Oh, good Lord.
2: It's kind of like, I, I feel like the Australian flag should be take out the Union Jack and put the Aboriginal flag in its place.
0: That would be cool. That would be
2: cool. That's not my idea. That came from the movie Event Horizon, but. I see. But I still th- thought it was a very cool, because it was like the future. So it was like, and Sam Neill plays an Australian because, I mean, he's Kiwi, our accent's pretty close. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. I
0: think we could just use the Indigenous flag. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway.
2: So do you want to talk about the song?
0: Yes. So Your Love uh, was the second single- Which is You. Ah. Was the second single from the Outfield's 1985 debut album entitled Play Deep.
2: Do you, I wonder if that's a, a baseball term.
0: Play Deep. Again, it feels like a misrepresented baseball term. Yeah. Like, go long, play deep. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, Bases. Yeah. Uh... The song was written by John Spinks, who invited frontman Tony Lewis to his apartment and wrote the song while the two sat on his balcony. So according to Tony, the song took 20 minutes to write, and the lyrics aren't about anyone in particular. Uh, the song was produced with William Whitman, whose main credit is working with Cindy Lauper.
2: Couldn't really find out what else, or that's, what he did with Cindy Lauper, but it just said he worked with Cindy Lauper.
0: That's okay. A few... Random chart positions, so Your Love charted at number 37 in Canada, uh, number 52 in West Germany, number 83 in the UK, and number 6 in the US.
2: I just had to, I I had to put in the, the, like, because it was the 80s that it was West Germany. Yeah, that's wild.
0: Yeah. Um, so that is the song.
2: How good is this song, though?
0: Oh, it's so good.
2: I I will put a caveat, it's about 95% good, but the end meanders.
0: What, how just sort of keeps fading out. Yeah.
2: It? it could have, I don't know, like they could have maybe done like a bridge or something to, to sort of, cause without that, like it, it starts to meander at about two minutes, 15 mm. seconds. So it's like, and then it's like a three and a half minute long song. So there's like a good minute or so of just, use
1: yes,
2: your Like, they could have done something a little bit more with that. But that said, as I said, the rest of it is killer.
0: Yeah. Um, it falls very squarely in like a very specific genre of 80s music to me. Like, I immediately think of like Jessie's Girl. Yes. Um, Probably
2: because, because she's Josie in this. And it's not a Blink 182 song.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, there's just. And. Uh, I don't know. I can't quite pinpoint what it is, but it's just got that very. Like, trapped in amber, like, 80s feel to it. Yeah. Like, even just hit the register he's singing in. Like, it's just very. Yeah. Shimmery, and I love it.
2: I did a disservice. I should have listened to Play Deep, the album, but I didn't. Um,
1: That's I'm, all right. I
2: can always come back to it and have a listen, but yeah, like it's just as, like, I love that term that it's shimmery.
1: Mm. Um,
2: like he does have this very sort of dreamy kind of like way that he sings, but not in like a, not in like a boring way and just like this sort of, I don't know, like he's just, he's stoked to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: very like John Hughes movie soundtrack. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this had played on like sixteen candles.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to look that up real quick while we're talking because it's got to have.
2: I think it's a, it does say on the Wikipedia page, yeah. um, like what it what it's appeared in. But just like even just sort of like watching the film clip, and I do love that. uh what's the lead singer's name? Tony. Tony. Tony Lewis. Yes. I love that he's like. Even from the start, like, his signature bass was the bass guitar without the head on it, or the guitar that doesn't have a head. Sick. Um, which was just, it, it. it's like that sort of, like, this is what the 80s thinks the future is going to look like kind of feel yeah. to that sort of guitar, and it's like, well, I mean, they're still around, but they're not, like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. I do wish that the future had gone in that direction. Um, but (laughs) yeah,
2: like the, the future that the eighties was saying was going to be like, like the back to the future, future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well.
2: Did you find it?
0: So, aha, just, this is not at all related, but Dennis Hunt from the Los Angeles Times criticized the whole of the album Play Deep as being derivative But he did praise the song's, quote, lovely melodic line that's engagingly performed by vocalist Tony Lewis, who has obviously been listening to Journey, Steve Perry.
1: Yes. Yes. yes.
0: Um, So the only reference that Wikipedia has is that it was in a 2014 film called Tammy that stars Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah, that movie's bad. It is a bad movie, so... That
2: movie's really bad.
0: Um, She's
2: someone that's like real hit or miss.
0: This is not a McCarthy podcast, so okay, it's
2: just a comment. It's just it's just a <laughs> passing comment. I say it, you say something, and then we move on.
0: Um. So yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, it just
2: maybe it just had like lots of airplay on like Triple M over here or something like Triple M being the the radio station that sort of plays a lot of eighties rock and that sort it's of. It's been
0: thing. featured on a lot of like eighties comps,
2: so yep. I guess. This, this is a hundred percent would have played between, at your formal, would have played between Jesse's Girl and um, Summer of 69.
1: Mmm, true.
2: This is, this is a hundred percent that song that would have played in between those two. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's just a delightful song. Like, I know it's about like, hey, my girlfriend's out of town, so let's hook up tonight. But I just... Yeah, I really love pretty much everything about the song. Just the arrangement, the vocals, like, it's just...
2: I'm trying to sort of piece together the story of the lyrics. Like, it seems like she's out of town. Either they live together or he's just staying at her house. Someone Mm. else has come around to, like, see if Josie's there. Like, a a lady has come around to see if Josie's there. And he's like, oh, hang on. Well, because, like... That's that's like the opening line of the song.
0: Yeah, see, I just took that more as a general thing. Like, my girlfriend isn't here.
2: Josie's on a vacation, far away. Come around and talk it over. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: So, like, calling someone and being like, "So, how about it?" Um.
2: So many things that I want to say. You know, I like my girls a little bit older. Mm. Yeah. Good for him. Like, you know, it's not all about the the young girls.
0: What. What? Um.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I I feel like I've broken your brain.
0: A little bit, but that's okay. Let's talk about.
2: I, I feel like we're not doing this song justice, but at the same time, I'm out of words for it.
0: So yeah. it
2: might just be a brief episode.
0: I guess we could note that. Um. Sadly, Tony Lewis, he died a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yes. I think um, they both died. Yeah. Which? Uh,
2: I think Tony Lewis died last year and uh, what was the guitarist's name?
0: Spinks. John Spinks. John
2: Spinks died in like 2014. Yeah. Either that or I got the got it the other way around. Um,
0: yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think that's how it went.
2: But yeah, no, that is, that's very sad that they, you know.
0: It feels like entirely too young as well.
2: Well, I think- they were both because i think there was a bit of an age difference between John Spinks and Tony Lewis so i think by the time by the time tony passed they were at about the same age which was mm-hmm. at about 61 yeah so
0: did they have any like other big tracks or were they sort of a one hit wonder somewhat they
2: were pretty much a one hit wonder I, I i think yeah like i when i heard When I saw the words, your love, I was thinking of the, um, your love lifting me higher (laughs) song. Uh, and it's not that. And so I was like, the outfield, who's the outfield? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I like, I mean, their songs, you're on Spotify and like their next, so your love has got over 362 million listens. Mm-hmm. And then the next highest listened was, is a song called All the Love in the World, which has 59 million listens, which is wow. pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, not pretty decent. That's fucking great. Like four million, four million two hundred forty nine thousand 4,249,000 monthly listeners. So like, as I mean, yeah, like we stated before that they were bigger in America than they were. Whoop. They were bigger in America than they were in their native UK. So it might be one of those ones where it's like, you know, they do get quite a bit of airplay in the States, not just this song, but with others. There's any American listeners listening. Tell us, like, what's your, what's your relationship with the band The Outfield and not the baseball boys? Sure. (laughs) All right. I, I will waffle if, um,
0: oh, I know. Yeah. So let's talk about Midtown.
1: So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit. Eh? I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight.
2: let's not talk about Midtown because we talked about Midtown about three episodes ago. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know about Midtown and our thoughts on Midtown and more importantly, their lead singer, Gabe supporter, go listen to that episode. Mm. So, uh, this is also a pretty dope cover. Yeah. Um, it starts off with that sort of electronic kind of, almost like a phone sounding, uh, sounding uh bit i don't know what i'm trying to say but it, uh, like it's what's that band is it the postal service yes yeah it made me think of that
0: well yeah i immediately just tie it to the postal service Jamison parker like that kind of stuff yeah um but then it just goes into classic midtown and a very sort of straightforward cover i somewhat i sort
2: of listened to this and again like i'm not the biggest cobra starship fan i've i've listened to enough to maybe form an opinion though and it sort of definitely feels like listening to this is uh like stepping stone to where yeah he's going to go with his musical career yeah. with with cobra starship yeah um just cuz it does have those those other elements to it and like i feel like out of the 3 songs or the three versions of this song, they handle the last minute and a bit the best. Yeah, They, they do, they do incorporate really interesting elements. They have the, the, you know, the rock elements with the, with the electronic. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I, I will never not be sad to hear like a synthesizer playing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he just has that really like, I don't, I don't know what it is about his voice, but just when he sort of like, like it, it starts off, has a good build to it. And like, when he starts singing, it's still going through like your electronic mm-hmm. beginnings. And then when like the rock part kicks in and his voice kicks in, it's like, he has a really like kick ass voice
0: yeah. as well. I remember like seeing this was on our schedule cause I hadn't actually listened to this Midtown version until now, like for the purpose of the pod, um, but I could immediately picture how he would deliver it. Yeah. Like, it's such a good fit for Gabe's voice and his register. Like, he's sort of, it sounds like he's kind of maxing out his register, but it works.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he could get any better than this. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't need it any better than this. No. Because this is, this is hitting me right in that sweet spot. Um. And it's, it's, it's hitting me in that spot where I want to sing along to it and. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I just think that they, they nail it with this one.
1: Yeah. I can't remember
2: if, cause there was an acoustic cover they did last time, wasn't it? That we talked mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So like, yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely my preferred of the Midtown songs we've talked about in the last month.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Um. And yeah, like I said, like, it just sort of definitely feels like this is just, uh, like a window into what, you know, he's going to become music wise. I just want to check and see when this album Punko's 80s came out, because that could also be very close to 2005. So that was when they split up, wasn't it?
0: I think, yeah, pretty much the transition period, more so it's, or less.
2: So it's kind of interesting that they were also still able to, I guess just because you break up doesn't mean, just because a band breaks up doesn't doesn't mean that they don't have, you know, good intentions or aren't finishing on, you know, good terms. Um, but it definitely, I like that, I like that even though probably his, his head was already probably in the, well, I'm going to do a like, Mostly electronic kind of rock project, yeah, yeah, but like he still doesn't compromise any of what the midtown sound is, yeah, in this, um
0: it's one of those covers where I would be happy for it to go either way, like yeah. I would have been happy for Midtown to do a very down the middle cover, yeah, like just replicating it, but beefing it up a bit in their sort of scrappy way. Yep. Or I would have been happy to hear a Cobra Starship version where they're fully going like they've got the guitar, they've got yeah Cobra, synths, they've got a
2: Cobra, Cobra Starship version of this could would also be probably pretty pretty dope.
0: Yeah, um, and I guess because seeing as Gabe is the common denominator between those two entities, it makes sense that this lands somewhere in the middle.
2: But he definitely has that feeling of like like the sleazy eighties. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm not saying he's sleazy, but like, it's like, I don't know. I I I appreciate that, and I, I I'm going to go on a little bit of a divergent track, but I'm going to bring it back. I I fully am aware that probably the two best decades for cinema was night the 90s and the 70s, mm-hmm. but my favorite is the 80s because it was just so much coke was being done, <laughs> and. Studios, you had studios who weren't saying no to crazy ideas, yep. but then you also had like, you also had people who were just like, "Fuck it, we'll make a movie even if we don't have studio backing." Yeah, and then you had like, like you had um, oh, I can't remember who, like you just had people doing like who had money who were like, like studios that were just like, "Yeah, we'll do whatever you want to do. Like it's fine. Like yeah. that's what these movies are." And so like. It feels like he's definitely doing the overindulgence, the overindulgent side of yeah, the eighties, like the excess, the excess of the eighties, and it's like, how can I not love that at least?
0: Yeah, <laughs> very much so.
2: I don't know. I, I just think this is this is such a good song. Yeah, it's 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 already such a good song, and the cover, well, this cover at least is is also just. It just hits it Just to, to use a baseball term Out of the park Yeah Yeah So
0: A true baseball boy That yeah. Gabe
2: Oh I thought you were talking about me I was like yeah I like sport
1: No one's around when I'm in trouble
2: we did talk about them for the Britney Spears Till the World Ends ends episode, which was episode 38.
0: I do seem to recall liking that cover. I think I liked it too. Yeah. And
2: I think Richard was on that episode and I I can't remember. He'll tell us. He'll tell us if you liked it or not.
0: It was sicker than the remix. Ah. Don't worry. It's a lyric reference. Ah, okay.
2: Uh, But I did write down a couple of facts because it's been a little bit more time since... Yeah, a bit of a refresher. ...since I See Stars than Midtown. So, I See Stars formed in 2006 from Warren, Michigan. Warren! Warren! The band members grew up around the same neighbourhood as each other. And I'm sure that at some point they probably went to the same either kindergarten, school, or high school.
0: Probably. They were probably in the same catchment area.
2: Yep. Uh, the band has. The band name has no particular meaning. They just needed a name. Someone brought it to the table and it stuck.
0: You know what? That's. It's happened before. Like, that's how Fallout Boy got their name.
2: Wasn't it literally like they were playing and they called out to the crowd, hey, we don't have a name. What should our name mean? Someone said Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yeah. We got Fallout Boy. And it stuck? Yeah. I I spent. A lot of time forgetting that that was a Simpsons reference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have they ever done anything to sort of like, have they ever done any merch or anything that kind of looked like, or have they they appeared on the Simpsons?
0: Not that I'm aware of. I don't think they've done any, like I think, they've almost definitely not done any merch. I don't know about the Simpsons. There's every chance that they've been on the Simpsons since like season 500. Yeah.
2: That show will just never die. No. So what do you uh what do you think of the IC Stars version?
0: If it didn't have the fucking easy core breakdown in the middle, I would quite enjoy it.
2: I this is kinda like This is kinda like the original how I said that there's like 90% I like or 95% I like. Mm. I I enjoyed the breakdown for being it feels really bright. Okay. I enjoyed the breakdown for and especially this was, the the album was 2010. The compilation, yeah, uh, yeah, Punk yeah. Ghost Classic Rock was 2010. So like it was a time of like brutality and,
0: yeah, true.
2: and like hardcore and like everything had to be super serious. And I, I do like that they, and I guess that is probably a staple of easy core, but like the breakdown, the breakdown isn't depressing. It just, it, it has this sort of almost uplifting feel to it. And then the dude with the screams comes in. Yeah. And that's, that's, I feel like if they'd reined that in, that's for me where I'm like, okay. And I mean, you know me, like the music I listen to is all screams, but like when I'm enjoying that and it wasn't like a moment that made me like feel pumped up or anything. It just made me go, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's there.
0: See, I tend to, like, lump in the screaming bit with the general breakdown, like...
2: Like, they do have... They have, like, a breakdown... They have, like, a break... A pre-breakdown breakdown.
0: So, like, an instrumental breakdown. Yeah, that's, yeah. The,
2: that's the bit I'm talking about. That It's, like, it feels... I'm, I'm probably wrong, but it feels like it's all major chords. I uh, could and so, like, tell you. So, then, major chords means that it's not... Like, minor chords have, you know, that sort of depressing sound. This has a happier sound. So, it is kind of like a... A happier breakdown, mm. and I'm like, oh, cool. And then, yeah, then they like it slows down, and the dude starts screaming, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. But I, I think it's, I still think that around that there's a good song here, like a yeah. really, a, a, actually a really good song here. Yeah, it, it's, it's probably. The, I mean, even they incorporate electronic sounds.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: But they, they're, they're even more of a straightforward sort of, I guess, easy core version of this song um and like again like he has that sort of like he has that high register of his voice
0: yeah that's the bit I appreciated the most is like you can tell that he reaches that register pretty easily compared to Gabe like he's not straining as much and I enjoy that it's somewhat effortless for him yeah yeah
2: no I just uh you know it's a package and you know maybe when you open up that package it's like something that you immediately go ah oh, i don't like that but then you sort of look at it a bit more and go oh, actually yeah maybe i can enjoy this yeah to i don't know what that what would be in that package but yeah i'm not going to spend the next 24 hours trying to figure that out
0: no <laughs> it yeah um I think, yeah, I need to give it a couple more listens on my end to sort of solidify my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate the vocals. I appreciate the, like, melodic elements they do bring to it. But, again, it's just like, can you just cool it with the macho?
2: But it was 2010. They couldn't. Yeah. That's the thing is, yeah.
0: I've got to say, like, pretty... Poor planning on someone's part to have resulted in like two versions of the same song.
2: I guess they didn't uh, take into account that maybe two people might do a podcast chronicling <laughs> chronicling their uh, their whole catalog at some point. So they probably didn't care. And yeah. like, and and for like the fifteen year olds in two thousand and ten who were born in nineteen ninety five, like they probably don't know who the fuck the outfield are, like.
0: I saw a dude on, like, a tattoo artist's Instagram page, like, a picture of the work that he'd had done on himself. He had, like, one of those chess pieces with 1998 on it. I was just like, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah, that's a 23-year-old.
0: Isn't that disgusting, though? Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah.
2: If you are born in the year 2000, the year that fucking Enema of the State came out... Yeah, you're 21, That's... and your and your Blink 182 phase probably started with the self-titled album. No, wouldn't no, have started no, with they that. Would have been like th- three. Uh, would have started with probably Neighborhoods, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> which is a good album, but also eh.
2: Yeah, it's like their bottom two albums, though.
0: I'd say that Cali and Nine are their bottom two.
2: Wait, what's Nine? Is that, their, is that their, like, most recent? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, neighbourhoods. Is like, the two
0: than. that they've released with Skeba would be, like, the oh, two. Oh,
2: yeah. Sorry, Skeba. Skebes. <laughs> Skebs. But.
0: Uh... Yes. So... All I'm saying is, like, no one should exist after 1995. <laughs> That's the rules. I'm, if you were born after 1995, I cannot recognise you as a person.
2: Look, if there's any Gen Zers out there, know that I love you. TikTok, Tick, am I right?
0: Mm, yeah. Uh, um.
2: Fucking f- fidget spinners? Is, is poggers. It, what are poggers?
0: No, poggers is like a term of like, oh, that's cool. Like really? Like pogs. Poggers.
2: Poggers. <laughs> they wouldn't know what pogs are.
0: No man. cap. Remember, Alf.
2: He's back and in pog form. <laughs> Punk goes pod is back and in pog form.
0: Punk goes poggers.
2: Punk goes pog.
0: <laughs> we should release pogs. No. Like, <laughs> we're we're how, just- how is
2: this, how is this though? Like, I, I think of like everything to merchandise this podcast and I've never thought of pogs.
0: You think of everything for everything all the time I don't know how you do
1: it
2: it's exhausting,
0: yeah I wish I was thinking about external things I, instead of just
2: I sometimes wish that my brain would just stop
0: well fuck right. um so I'm
2: assuming that we're both in in unison here that that the Midtown version is the the superior, superior. yes version absolutely I, look I will say that it all gets a hell yeah for yes. me um I Still really enjoyed the Icy Stars version, but that Midtown version is just, it's in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's stunning. So it, it is. You're stunning. Ah. Um, so this podcast, we're, we're on to our final episode. We're going to turn this into a Dawson's Creek podcast next
0: <laughs> week. <laughs> no. <sighs> that wouldn't be very poggers. <laughs>
2: make some make some the creek pogs no <laughs> well uh this is probably our shortest episode yet I don't have words so do you have anything that you want to say
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say poggers again but I've definitely beaten that joke into the ground
2: this has been poggers and your love <laughs>